Hello everybody, I'm Jason Trader. I am the Prince of Wessex, and this is the Art of Being the Podcast, the Don't Be Fooled Edition. <laughs> because today I was pondering in my mind. I'm just thinking, you know in the scriptures, right, it tells us that when the Antichrist comes that he will fool even some of the elect. And I was just posturing in my mind, how could Christians be fooled? How can the Hebrew people, us believers of the Most High, be fooled by the Antichrist? I didn't get it. So I started looking into to my thought process here and started thinking about and brainstorming how he might fool us. And I, and I, couldn't, I couldn't really come up with anything other than uh, I think the Antichrist, if he came out and said, you know, don't worship God and, and don't don't believe in, in Jesus, we would automatically know. We would know. We would be like, nah, that's not right. And then he wouldn't fool like none of the elect. <laughs> but I don't believe that that's the case. I, I think that the Antichrist is, is going to come in the name of our Savior. I think he's going to try to make himself look as much like the Savior as possible. Now, that's all studies for another day, but what I wanted to get into is one of the main reasons... Uh, that I came up with, not just based off my thought process, but, but actual scripture, some of the main reasons that I came up with that I found of why we will be able to be fooled by the Antichrist when the time comes. And for that, I'm going to go, we're going to be reading a couple pretty prophetic books. I'm, I'm going to stick, I could have found some um, things in some other scriptures and stuff, but I'm going to stick to a couple of main ones. So Daniel Thessalonians, Revelations. That's where we're coming out of today. Those are most oft used when speaking of end times and end times events because they have some pretty uh, significant mentionings. And I think that oftentimes they're they're very misinterpreted. But uh, let's take a look at some things here and uh, let's see how the Antichrist is going to fool Christians and what we can do to ensure that we as a Hebrew people are not fooled by this anti-Messiah to come. So let's, let's first read from, from Daniel 7 and 25. It says, And he shall speak words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. People don't like to talk about that, though, do they? It says he'll wear them out. <laughs> uh, that means that this Antichrist that we're talking about here in Daniel 7 and 25 is... Uh, <laughs> he's going to win. He's going to beat us. Uh, we don't like to discuss that. And furthermore, um, how is he whipping uh, the saints and wearing out the saints if we've been uh, mysteriously raptured and taken away in some secret rapture? And, and uh, it just doesn't line up. And a lot of people, what they'll say is, oh, that's just people who became saved just because they saw the Messiah return. Uh, that That is nowhere in Scripture can you find anywhere that when the Messiah returns, a bunch of people are going to get saved. As a matter of fact, what you find is different what you find is when the Messiah returns, they're going to try to fight him. They're going to try to kill him. They're going to try to come against him. And that's more of what we find rather than this false premise that we're going to be raptured and a bunch of people are going to be saved, but they're going to have to go through the, uh, the, the tribulation because they didn't believe their whole lives. That is a bunch of malarkey, absolute malarkey. Uh, not only is it malarkey and you can't find a single scripture to back your premise, you can find ideas. You can find um, allegories, but you can't find a literal scripture that says when the Messiah comes back, a bunch of people will be saved. What you find instead, like I said, is when he comes back, the people are going to fight against him. And here we find that the anti-Messiah, this person who's this lawless one to come, uh, is actually going to wear out the saints. And again, how could he do that if we are gone? Well, I'll, that's, a, that's an episode for another day. But anyway, let's get back to the scripture. And shall think to change, so I'm still reading in Daniel 7 and 25. Sorry, guys, I kind of jumped right into this one today, didn't I? But, hey, whatever. So, Daniel 7 and 25. He shall speak words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and shall think to change the times and the law, and they shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. Who's they? They shall be given into his hand. Who's they? the saints of the Most High. So when you're reading this, what you find is that the Antichrist will actually have control of the saints for time, times, and a half a time. That's the three and a half years. 
Everyone thinks the tribulation is seven years wrong. It's not. The reign of the Antichrist, the anti-Messiah, the lawless one to come, the man of many names, uh, they, he will rule for seven years. But three and a half is going to be all right, and three and a half is not going to be all right. So the bad times isn't the whole seven years. It's the second half of those seven years. And again, that's an episode for another day. Just a little snippet for you. But it's very interesting that we see here that in Daniel 7 and 25 that this anti-Messiah to come will actually be have the saints be given into his hand and he will prosper against the saints. There's a lot of theology that you could pull just out of this one verse, but I'm not going to do it because I know I'm just going to lose you. And I don't really want to get into eschatology right now. Uh, I want more to discuss how the Antichrist is going to affect and lie and trick the people. And I'm going to focus in on that. And it says, it, 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 we read it, it says, and he shall think to change times and laws right there in Daniel 7 and 25 well that's it folks that's the episode that is how he's going to trick us spoiler alert jumped right to it right at the beginning he's going to seek to change the times and laws and you think how could the antichrist ain't going to fool me well do you stick to the times and laws now for those of you who don't know the times what that is referring to according to a hebrew perspective is the modim Currently, we're about to enter the Festival of Weeks. Uh, a lot of people call it Pentecost. Uh, Penta, it's just because it's 50 days is, is what it's about. Uh, but that's not what it's called. It's Shavuot. It's the Festival of Weeks. And it's about to come up. And when I tell Christians that I'm celebrating it, uh, most of them have no idea that a God-appointed time, Moedim, is even happening this weekend. They're not even concerned about it. They're more concerned about this uh, SpaceX that's about to launch <laughs> a fake rocket out, out, into, out into outer space uh, to bewilder and to pull our attention toward man's accomplishments and creation instead of us being pulled toward the Creator. Now this time, this Festival of Weeks that's coming up, because most people don't know that it's even a holiday that's commanded by God, when the anti-Messiah here in Daniel 7 and 25 seeks to change these times, you won't care. As a believer in God, you will not care, not one bit, not one iota. You will give two hecks of a darn about whether he changes the times. Because the times is referring to the Moedim, which is the holy days, Passover, right? The Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Weeks, right? First fruits. All these festivals that point towards our Messiah that were commanded as a reminder to us to help us keep the times so that we knew what was happening, when it was happening, and how it was happening. These are reminders of how God wants us to worship him. And they're reminders of creation. They're reminders of end times. They're reminders of everything. They point to everything that the Messiah will accomplish in his life and most believers don't even know that it's commanded. And when you do tell them it's commanded, they, they give you that, 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 oh, it's the old law. That's what I get told. That's the old law, brother. That's the old law. We don't follow the old law. Well, right here in Daniel 7 and 25, it says that the anti-Messiah will seek to change times. That's how you're going to be fooled. Because you already think that it's not a thing. And then it says, and law. And again, we know that the law refers to the Torah. The Torah, the first five books of the Bible, which are the teachings of Most High Yah, that is the law. I know 90% of the Christians that I know don't even realize their Hebrew roots and the importance of keeping the Torah. Yet the anti-Messiah is going to change times and change laws, and you think to yourself, oh, he's not going to fool me. Well, if you don't keep the times and you don't keep the laws... When the Antichrist changes the times and says, oh, we don't do Shavuot anymore, you're going to be like, oh, cool. Yeah, you're right. He's right. We don't, we don't do that. Right? When the Antichrist says you don't need to keep the law because he's seeking to change the law of the Most High, you're going to say, yep, yep, you're right. That sounds about right to me. <laughs> right? 
All right, let me read. Let me let me let me let me go further and, and show some other verses on on to prove to you that you are about to be tricked by the Antichrist. You who do not keep the Torah, who think that the old law is done away with and the Moedim is no longer required, you people who who do that are absolutely going to be fooled by the Antichrist. Absolutely. You're setting yourself up for failure, and I'm getting worked up before I even get to my other verses. But you are absolutely going to be fooled because what is he going to do, this anti-Messiah? He is going to change the times and the laws, and you already believe that it was changed. So when he says to do it, to change these times and laws, this Antichrist says, hey, let's change the times and laws. You won't care, and you will be fooled. And you might even come after me, right? Look at the Inquisition. Look at the Spanish Inquisition. And look at what it was about when, when the Portuguese and the Spanish, all, all, all these different Inquisitions that lasted and, and, and cropped up in different nations all over this like 500-year span or so. Look at what they were doing. They were taking people that kept the Moedim, that kept the Sabbath, that kept Hebrew or, or what they refer to as Jewish tradition. It's not Jewish, guys. It's not Jewish. Anyone tells you it's Jewish is wrong. It's Hebrew and it's God's. It's God's, not Jews. They didn't create this stuff. God created this stuff. So no, it's not Jewish, okay? But, but in their minds, in, in the Catholic mind, they called it Jewish. But they were trying to stamp out Judaism, Hebrewisms, from the culture of the people. And other Christians would turn in their neighbors and give up names of people that they saw committing crimes or not working on the Sabbath. Just something like that would get you turned in and murdered. And when the Antichrist comes, he's going to seek to change times and laws, seek to change the Moedim that God established forever. Go ahead and read it in the book. Go ahead and crack the book. I'm not going to read it for you. But in the book that you say every word matters, it says do these festivals forever. And you don't think that forever means forever. You think forever means until Christ died. You are sadly mistaken. And as a matter of fact, you are believing a teaching that we find here in Daniel 7 and 25 will be taught by the Antichrist. That's, that's what he's going to teach. He's going to teach to change times and laws. You already believe his lie, and his kingdom hasn't even started yet. Or has it? Man, you guys better wake up. Here, here's another verse that I wanted to share with you. Daniel 12 and 7. It says, And I heard the man clothed in linen which was upon the waters of the river when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven and swear by him that liveth forever that it shall be for a time, times and a half, right? Same theme, right? This three and a half years. And when he shall have accomplished the scattering, the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. Wait, what? Wait, he, the anti-Messiah, this man, scatters the power of the holy people. That's interesting. That's very, very interesting that he will actually accomplish scattering his pow the power. Now, you as a Christian, how do you think, it says he will fool some of the elect. How do you think he will fool you? If it is not in changing signs and times, he will literally accomplish scattering your power and scattering holy people. He will accomplish destroying what the holy people have. What do we have as believers, as our power to keep us from wickedness? Those of you who do not keep the commandments, that do not keep the Torah, you don't have power. It says that the Torah is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It is the Torah that guides me and keeps me in righteousness and keeps me in the will and the love of the Father. That's what the Torah does. But you think that it was done away with. He, The Antichrist 
how he scatters the people and takes their power is by trying to remove their ability to do what God's will is to do, which is follow a scheduled moedim of holidays, holy days, and tell people that they don't matter and then change laws. And once he gets the believers not following the times and the laws, he can officially remove their power because now they do not even know that they're walking in unrighteousness. A Hebrew perspective of righteousness is a person who keeps the Torah. We cannot accomplish this righteousness and we sin, which is why there is a sacrifice. One of the Moedim is a yearly sacrifice to wash away the sins. We are told that the Messiah is that sacrificial Passover lamb that causes death to pass over us. And because death passes over us, we have eternal life. The Moedim point to him. They point to our Messiah. And once we stop keeping these Moedim, we stop seeing the truth of what the Messiah has come to do. And once the Antichrist gets you not following those things, he can officially start to take your power and scatter you because you no longer have a clear picture of what the Messiah is supposed to look like. That is the plan of the enemy this whole time. Don't, don't take my word for it. Let's look at the book of Revelations. Revelations 12 and 17, and it says, And the dragon was enlarged with the woman. And he went to war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and the testimony of Yeshua HaMashiach, or Jesus Christ. So who does the dragon go after? Who? Those who keep the commandments of Yahuwah. So I guess you're right. Maybe we shouldn't keep the commandments because then the Antichrist is going to leave you alone when he comes back. Christians all worried about getting their heads chopped off, thrown in jail. Oh, this the time of tribulation to come will be a great tribulation. Half the people believe, or probably be more than half, believe that they won't even be here for it. They just believe that they'll be mysteriously floating in a cloud somewhere. But the Bible tells us that the dragon will persecute those who keep the commandments. Only believers keep the commandments, guys. Non-believers don't keep the commandments. And as a matter of fact, when you look at the, the Hebrew nation, a lot of them didn't keep the commandments, and God got pretty PO'd about it and kicked them out of the land. Why? Because you can't be in the land, you can't be in his kingdom, and not keep his rules. Think of it. If you come to America from another country and get citizenship, and then commit a felony, you will lose your citizenship, and you have to go back to your original country, because you're a felon. It's the same principle with God. If you don't keep the commandments, you can't be in the kingdom, you got to go. And he kicked God, Yahuwah, kicked the Israelite people out of the land because they didn't keep the commandments. Yet we see that revelations to come, this dragon, this, this evil, lawless one, will be persecuting those who keep the commandments. Who the heck is keeping the commandments that doesn't believe in God? Nobody. Nobody. So these have to be believers. The dragon is attacking believers. And for you to say that these are believers who just believe, people who just start to believe, they don't know about the commandments. They don't know about the Moedim. I didn't. When I first got saved, long, long ago, and I, I don't even know what that means anymore, to, to, to say that I was saved long ago. I wasn't keeping the commandments, but I believed in the blood of the Lamb. Right? So, just like you, I was the same as you. I believed in the blood of the Lamb and Yeshua, but I didn't believe in keeping the commandments. Why is the Antichrist only going after those who keep the commandments? Because that's righteousness, guys. That's God's plan. If the Antichrist is here to do the opposite of the Messiah, and he's trying to destroy those who keep the commandments, then the ergo, if he's the opposite of the Messiah, then the Messiah must have wanted us to keep them. The Messiah must have wanted us to keep the commandments, which is why the anti-Messiah is going to try to get people not to keep them. Because he's the opposite. It's right in front of our faces. 
Only those persecuted will be those who keep the commandments. All y'all Christians running out there not keeping the Torah and keeping the will of God will be in the Antichrist good grace. He won't bother with you at all because he will seek to change times and laws. If you don't keep the times and laws, right there in Revelations 12 and 17, he's only going after those who keep the law. He's only going after those who keep the commandments. Revelations 14 and 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of Yahuwah and the faith of Yeshua. So, if you're a patient saint that withstood and endured, you had two things according to this revelation. You kept the commandments and you believed in Yeshua, Jesus. There's two things, guys. We keep the commandments because we love Yeshua, not because we want to be saved by them. Revelations 22 and 14, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Whoa, 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 hey, hold on. Who enters the gates? So this city, which is a kingdom, when Yeshua returns, he's returning with heaven and his angels, right? Heaven and his angels. That means the kingdom of heaven is literally coming down. That's why this secret rapture stuff, you need to rethink it. We have an episode called Rethinking the Rapture that I recommend you go back and listen to if you have not yet. But that's why this secret rapture stuff begins to fall apart when you see that Yeshua is coming with heaven. <laughs> he's literally coming down with heaven and his angels. Everybody's going to be able to see that. That's what the Bible says anyway. So it won't be a secret. And it says here that blessed are those, Revelations 22, 14, and going back to it, blessed are those who do his commandments. And what? They may enter the gates. So when this kingdom comes, during this time of persecution, war, right? We got anti-Messiah running around chopping people's heads off. We got craziness all about. It's not going to be pretty. As a matter of fact, it says that it'll be the worst time that the world has ever seen and that if the days were not shortened, every single piece of life, plant, animal, grass, bug, human, will be, would have been wiped from the face of the earth if, if, if Yahshua doesn't shorten those days. It's going to be that bad, guys, that literally all life will die if he doesn't just come back. That's how bad it's going to be. But if you want to enter through the gates into this city, which is the literal kingdom of heaven that is coming down, it says, those who kept the commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. So you don't get access to this tree of life and you may not enter the gates if you don't keep the commandments. And again, the commandments do not save you. I'm not saying you have to keep the commandments to be saved or you won't make it to heaven. That's not what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. You already said you, the, the, the verse we quoted in, in Revelations 14, 12, that it, it, faith in Yeshua is required. That's the start. That's the root. Keep, you keep the commandments because you love him. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And those people who do are the ones who get to enter the city at, at the time of Revelation. It's those who keep the commandments. So when I think to myself, if you look at the Thessalonians 2 and 7, Paul calls it the mystery of the lawlessness. Lawlessness. Those that are against law, against Torah. Against the Torah. That is this mystery. The mystery is that people will believe that lawlessness is okay. And when the Messiah, uh, anti-Messiah, sorry, when the anti-Messiah comes, he will seek to change times and laws, and that's how the elect are fooled, because already we don't think that they're important. That's part of the devil's deception. You see, you've been, you think, you think that the Antichrist, the devil's going to be like, oh, oh, crud, 
It's happening. I have to possess this guy and get in him now and make my stuff happen. And you think it's just going to be this, like, the devil scrambling to make things work. No, no, no. But he's been playing the long game since Eden, guys. Hasatan has been playing the long game since the Garden of Eden. Because there it was prophesied that the seed of woman would crush his head. So what has he sought to do? Pervert the seed of the woman. To wipe her out. To destroy her. And the seed of the woman, us, has been given instructions on how to be better at life. It's called the Torah. And the Torah tells you how to walk in righteousness. It tells you how to farm correctly. Oh, but I'm not under the law. Oh, by the way, but if you did those farming practices, you would have better crops. It's proven, right? I'm not under the law. I'm going to eat pork. Oh, but science has said that pork is bad for you. And it causes lots of health issues and health problems. The number one killer is like heart disease and stuff. Yet we're still eating food that's bad for us because we're not under the law. It doesn't even make sense. That's why it's a mystery of lawlessness to Paul. That's why he don't get it. He doesn't understand how people could think that they could be lawless and still serve God. Paul was a keeper of Torah. I'm going to read... This next bit of scripture is coming right at Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians 2, and I'm going to read 9 through 12. The current version that I have here is the ESV. It says, The coming of the lawless one, the one who is against Torah, is by the activity of Satan with all powers, false signs and wonders, and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing. Because they refuse to love the truth. The truth is you have to keep the Torah. You have to follow the law. And so be saved. Therefore, God sent them a strong delusion. Wait, who sent them? Who sent the delusion? Was it the Antichrist? No, no, God. God sent them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Unrighteousness is the opposite of Torah. Torah is what is considered righteous according to a Hebrew perspective. So, these people who like unrighteousness were given a delusion, not by the anti-Messiah, but by God. God sent them a delusion that they may believe what is false. So God has allowed this lawless teaching to continue because he's trying to see who, need, who, who should be condemned or not. Who takes pleasure in unrighteousness and who takes pleasure in righteousness. It is a great delusion sent by God. And what is the delusion connected to? The lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders. That's what this lawlessness is connected to. This unrighteousness is connected to. It's connected to Hasatan who would perform signs and wonders. You open church saying, man, we cast out demons all the time up in my church. Mm. By what power? By what power? You fast and pray. And then, and, then, and then the next morning you wake up and eat bacon to break your fast, which is a sin according to the Most High, walking right back into lawlessness. And God's like, what are you doing? I thought you was fasting to get out of this stuff, and here you are returning to lawlessness? Look, when the anti-Messiah comes back, he is going to go after, and we just read it. It's not my words. He is going to go after those who keep the commandments. And... All these Christians, they love to say, oh, I follow the moral law. I keep the commandments of love your neighbor. That's my commandments. Well, if that was the case, then the anti-Messiah would have to kill everybody because even non-believers love their neighbors. Even sinners, right? I bet you bin Laden, Saddam Hussein loved the heck out of their neighbor. You think they was living in a neighborhood where they would just let people that they didn't love live next to them? Those are the type of people that control their environment. You think Hitler hated his neighbor? Heck no. Hitler loved his neighbor because he allowed all the wicked ones to live amongst him. And he loved them. If it's just moral law and all we have to do is love our neighbors 
and love God, and that's the only two commandments that remain, then the anti-Messiah would literally have to kill everybody. But he doesn't. He doesn't do that. We see that he goes after believers. And not just believers, but believers who keep the commandments because his goal is to change times and laws. He is the opposite of the Messiah, so the Messiah doesn't want to change times and laws. It's common sense. It's common sense. But I know what you're doing right now. You're saying, what about this? What about that? What about, what about, what about, what about? That's what you do. You have been bewitched. You are under a, a Luciferian spell. It is a great delusion that God has allowed, it said in Thessalonians, to see who loves righteousness and who doesn't. And you would seek to cover the truth. Oh, but this verse is this, and this verse said this, and you're just going to cover up what I just said. You're going to take a bunch of verse out of context, yeah, I bet you got like three or four verses or three or four stories right off the top of your head that you just put on top of the truth that I said and said that can't be true because of this, this, and this. Yet when you just read the text for what it says, there's no interpretation needed. We don't need any, any kind of anything to study and interpret what is being said. It clearly said in Daniel 7 and 25, that the anti-Messiah will seek to change times and laws, which is the Moedim and the Torah. That's what it is. There's no, no need to study or to dig deeper or to find some hidden allegorical meaning. He's going to try to change the Moedim that God established and try to change the Torah. And he is the anti of our Messiah, which means our Messiah wants the times there and wants the laws there. He goes after the believers who keep the commandments it doesn't say he went after those who have faith in Jesus Christ. It said he went after those who keep the commandments and have faith. You are setting yourself up to be fooled by the anti-Messiah because you don't keep the commandments. Deuteronomy 13 clearly tells us how to distinguish if a prophet is real or not. But because you're not under the law, that, that just doesn't apply to you. That was only for the Israelites. Because God doesn't care that you have verses that tell you how to distinguish a false prophet or not. No, 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 no. He only gave that to the Hebrews. You don't even know what you're talking about when you say that that's only for the Hebrew people, for certain people during a certain time. You don't even know what you're talking about. Read Deuteronomy 13. It had nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with, if you believe in me, here's how to tell if a prophet is false. Oh, by the way, if he leads you away from the Torah and the commandments, you'll know he's false. That's the test. That's how you know if a prophet is real or fake. But because you don't believe in the Torah, you probably never even read Deuteronomy 13. You never even looked at it for yourself. It's right there in the first like four or five chapters. I can't remember exactly how many, but it's right there. That it clearly says if they, they perform signs and wonders and they're going to do all kinds of stuff, they're going to try to get you to look at other gods, but you need to keep my commandments. That's what it says. That's how we're able to tell. So when this false prophet comes and tries to tell us about anti-Messiah and his reign. If they're telling us not to keep the commandments, I will know that that's him. That's not good. I should keep the commandments. So, no, that guy's bad. But you believers who don't keep the Torah, don't keep the commandments, you're going to cheer him on. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's legalism. Get rid of that legalism, brother. I love this world leader. He's getting rid of all these legalistic Christians. <laughs> and it will be the Inquisition. All over again, but worse. We're walking around with zeet zeet. My tassels will get me thrown in jail. Because the anti-Messiah is seeking to change commandments. You are setting yourself up for failure. You have to keep the Moedim. This Moedim coming up this week. For those of you who are, who are, who are listening in real time. This Moedim coming up this, this weekend. The Festival of Weeks. You need to keep it. You need to observe it. You need to show up with your two loaves of bread because it will teach you about who your Messiah is. It will teach you what God thinks is important. I don't care what you think you're under, what you're not under. Is it a good idea to know more about the Hebrew roots of a Hebrew God and a Hebrew Messiah? Yes. Yes, it is. So just for that sake, you should practice the Moedim. And keep the commandments just for the sake of understanding better 
how your Messiah lived his life, whether you're under it or not. It's just a good idea to live your life the way he lived. Oh, by the way, it's commanded that we ought to live as he ought to live. Yet we know for a fact he did not violate the Torah, not one bit, because if he did, he couldn't have been the Messiah. So we have to also keep the commandments. And if you don't keep the commandments and you don't keep these holidays, when the anti-Messiah sh shows up and says, worship me, it won't bother you. And you might even think that he is the Messiah come in the flesh. You might think, oh, that is the Messiah. And you might be fooled into thinking that, that, that Hasatan or Nimrod, Apollyon, whatever you want to call him, that this, this coming world leader who we are told is the lawless one by Paul, lawless being anti-Torah, he is not Torah, he is against Torah, this lawless world leader will look great to you because all he's going to do is seek to change the times that you already don't believe in. You are going to be fooled if you do not keep the commandments in the Moedim, the Antichrist will fool you. I cannot say this with enough passion and with enough fervor to convince you that you need to do this for your sake of salvation because if you take the mark of the beast, it will not go well for you. And you won't know the difference between the beast and not the beast because the beast is going to change times that you already think are changed. So you won't even recognize him when he walks in your door. And when he performs signs and wonders, you go, well, it must be God because he did signs. But did he do signs and tell you to keep the commandments? That's what Deuteronomy 13 tells me. He can perform whatever sign he wants. He can call fire from heaven if he wants. If he tells you don't keep the commandments, you know he ain't from me. That's how God warns us. And you think you're not under that? You just think that doesn't apply to you? Well, the Antichrist thinks it applies because he tried to get rid of it. If Yahshua got rid of the commandments when he died, and they're nailed to the cross like people falsely like to preach, which you don't even know what you're talking about, you don't even know what was truly nailed, you don't get it from a Hebrew perspective. If Yeshua, when he died, changed the times and the laws and the commandments, then he did what the Antichrist is supposed to do. You don't even get it. Daniel 7 and 25 says he's going to change the times and the laws, and you think that your Messiah changed the times and the laws? That's what the Antichrist is supposed to do. It's in the book. Read it. Study it. Don't believe a single word I'm telling you. Get into the book for yourself and find after a Moedim, after it says, keep the, the festival of weeks and look at how that verse ends. I bet you it says forever. <laughs> I bet you it literally says the word forever, which means forever. That's what it means. You ever heard that uh, all means all and that's all all means? Well, for, forever in a Hebrew perspective means forever and that's all forever means. Forever means forever. It means forever. It means forever, guys. Forever. Not until I send the Messiah. Where does it say, and keep these festivals until I send you a Messiah to change the things and reestablish a new way? When? What verse is that? And you can go to new new covenant verses. You can find them in Isaiah and stuff like that. But every one of them is going to say, so that you may walk in my statutes and keep my commandments. That's what the what you think is new is not new. It's renewing what was old. Our Messiah did not do what the Antichrist said is going to do. That just doesn't make sense. Common sense. Let's just look at it. Common sense. I'm not trying to get into into in a debate about the deeper meaning of eschatology. I could have touched a lot of stuff I've just kind of brushed over in this episode because I don't want to get in an eschatological arg argument with you, pre-trib, post-trib, second exodus, whatever you want to believe. None of that matters. What I want is for you not to be deceived by the anti-Messiah who will seek to change times and laws. Yeshua, when he came, did not do what we're told the Antichrist would do. He did not change times and laws because that's what the Antichrist is prophesied to do. Our Messiah was prophesied to renew a covenant so that we may be given a spirit to walk according to his statutes. 
That's what our Messiah came to do. To give us blood that didn't have to be offered every year, but could be offered eternally. You see, the priests had to do steps of cleansing to get into the temple to offer it. Our Messiah is pure forever. He will never have to do those steps. He will always be able to continuously offer sacrifices, a sacrifice of blood continuously, so that we can always be forgiven. That's what he came to do. He came to be blood that covers us forever, that we may walk in the commandments to prove our love, to live righteously. The anti-Messiah is the one who's going to change the times and laws. Not our guy. And common sense. Isn't the Antichrist the opposite of Christ? So if the Antichrist wants to persecute those who keep the commandments, then our Messiah wants to love those who keep the commandments. Because he wants the opposite of persecution. He wants blessing. And if you read Deuteronomy, that's exactly what it says. We're blessed in the city, blessed in the field. You know how you get those blessings according to that verse? People just don't like to continue reading at the end when it says, if you keep the commandments, you're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed when you come, blessed when you go. That's how the blessing comes. But nobody reads the keep commandments part. They just read the blessing part and start shouting, dancing in church, screaming and hooping and hollering, not realizing that they missed the key phrase that tells you how to get that blessing. So the Messiah wants to bless those who keep the commandments. The anti-Messiah wants to curse those who keep the commandments. It only makes sense that the anti would be the opposite. And if he wants to change the times and laws, that means that our Messiah did not want to change the times and laws because they're opposite. Common sense. Common sense says that the anti-Messiah to come is going to change these times and he's going to scatter our power of the holy ones. Because we will no longer have the Torah as our guide to keep us in righteousness, and we will walk in unrighteousness, and he will accomplish and finish. It said it was it will be finished when he scatters your power. Because he get rid of your ability to walk according to the righteousness that the word God has commanded us. And if you don't walk according to that righteousness, you will be fooled when he comes. Because you don't care if he changes the times. You don't care if he changes the Torah. It says right there in the book, Daniel 7, 25, he will seek to change the law. What is the law? Go ahead and tell me it's not the Torah. Go ahead. Find some verse. Find it. Dig deep. Try to disprove this. You can't. You can't. The law is the Torah. The anti-Messiah will speak words against the Most High and change the law. It's not, he, he hasn't come yet, right? I, I mean, I don't think so. Some people might think he came in 70 AD. You know, there's all that, 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 that whole camp. But there's flaws to that. <laughs> Sun and moon still shining. Stars haven't landed on earth. There's, there's a couple things that didn't happen. I think that that was probably a very bad time. And uh, uh, I'm sorry that, that believers had to go through that back in that 70 AD, but it, it was not the coming of the anti-Messiah or the coming of our Messiah and the beginning of some reign. But anyway, again, I'm not going to get into eschatological argument with you. I just want you to see clearly that the Antichrist comes to change the law. If he hasn't come yet, that that means the law hasn't changed yet. And if he wants to do the opposite of our Messiah, then he want, and he wants to get rid of the law, then our Messiah doesn't want to get rid of the law. It just makes sense. It's common sense, guys. No allegory needed. No huge eschatological study. No pre-trib, post-trib, let's look at this and cross-reference with this, and this verse means this, this verse means that. None of that. We don't need any of that. The anti-Messiah is going to try to change the law. That means the law is important to God, or the anti-Messiah wouldn't try to get rid of it. It says that when he comes, he's going to persecute those who keep the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Right there, Revelations 12 and 17. He will try to persecute those who keep the commandments and believe in Jesus. Those are the people that he persecutes because those are the people that are doing what God wants them to do. He wants you to do what God doesn't want you to do. He wants you to think that you can walk in unrighteousness and still love God. When the Bible clearly says, if you don't keep the commandments and say you love him, you are a liar. That's in 1 John. Go ahead and read it, chapter 2. I love 1 John chapter 2. The first few verses there, I think, are the best depiction of salvation ever. It, it clearly lays out what, what believers should believe and, and what we should do because of what we believe. 
And it says, if you say you love him and you don't keep the commandments, you are a liar. So the anti-Messiah, he only needs to go after those who keep the commandments because those are the ones who love God. Everyone who says that they love God and doesn't keep, keep the commandments is a liar. And the devil's okay with you lying. He ain't got no problems with that. He's going to leave you alone. And when he comes and says, we need to get rid of this legalistic people that are still out here, you're going to clap your hands and stomp your feet and say, yeah, let's get rid of those weirdos that, that are legalistic. They don't know love. And you're going to participate in my persecution. Because I do keep the commandments. So do you want to be on the side of the Antichrist or the side of the Christ? Do you want to be on anti-Messiah's team or Messiah's team? Well, in Revelations it says, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. And here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and have faith in Jesus. That is what we are supposed to do and what we are supposed to be doing. And if you're not doing it, you are setting yourself up to be scattered and have your power of the Holy Ones taken from you. That's what it says. And he will have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people. The anti-Messiah is actually going to accomplish his goal. We don't bring that up in church because we don't want to talk about it. And because it ruins our pre-tribulation uh, mystery rapture where Christians just mysteriously disappear in a ball of light with their clothes neatly folded on the ground. It ruins that concept when you see that the anti-Messiah is beating up holy people. Oh, by the way, and he's doing it by taking away times and laws to remove their power, to remove their ability to walk according to righteousness so that we have to walk in unrighteousness. That's the goal. The goal is to get us unrighteous so that we can't have access to the tree of life and we can't enter the gates. No wonder there's weeping and gnashing of teeth when Messiah come back, right? There's going to be a bunch of people who thought that they were good. A bunch of people who thought it was okay. But they're going to have the mark of the beast right there on their hand or on their forehead. Because they didn't realize that the changing of the Moedim and that the changing of the law was a bad thing. Because you've already believed the lie that the devil permeated through our church. The devil has a church and it's called the Christian church. Come on, man. We're not, we're, not a, we're not a religion. We're a nationality. We're a Hebrew people, Israelites, entering through the gates of Israel, which was promised to Abraham. Abraham was told, you're going to have a kingdom. And I'm going to set up shop, and your kingdom will reign forever. And your descendants will dwell in this land forever. That's the promise of the gospel. The gospel of the kingdom. And you too can enter that kingdom by the blood of the Lamb and by the keeping of His commandments to try to learn your love for Him. The more I learn, the more I learn how to love Him. The more I learn how to be in relationship with my Father because I'm following the rules of the house that He has provided me. Please do not be fooled when the anti-Messiah comes and the way to do that is to keep the commandments in the Moedim. So when he starts changing it, you'll be like, whoa, hold up, hold up. You ain't supposed to touch the Torah. Then you ain't supposed to change the Torah. What are you doing changing things? And you'll know him. You'll see him. And you'll catch it. That's the way to not be fooled. You have to keep the commandments. You have to keep the Moedim. You have to follow what God has followed, what God has laid out as a path of righteousness so that you're not fooled by the what is he called the lawless one it's right there in the name the lawless one because he does not keep the law yet you think you do not have to keep the law that's what the antichrist wants you to think he wants you to think that you don't have to keep the law because he's lawless we cannot be a lawless generation we have to return to keeping the Moedim, we have to return to keeping the commandments, guys. It's the only way to prevent ourselves from being fooled by the enemy. Right there in Deuteronomy 13, it tells you how to see a false prophet. It says he'll tell you to go after other gods. He'll perform all kinds of stuff. But you've got to keep the commandments. That's how you will know. That's how you'll know. 
So guys, I hope that this blessed you. I hope that this common sense registered in your brain that if the anti-Messiah wants to change the times and laws, then our Messiah does not want to change the time and laws because they're, op they're, they're opposition of each other. They're opposites. It's common sense that the commandments are required. It's common sense that the, we must do the opposite of what the Antichrist wants us to do. He wants to change the times and laws, so I'm not going to do it. I pray that this blessed you. I hope that you have seen the light and seen the truth. If you have, please reach out. I would love to talk to you and 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 grow with you. I'm, I'm not perfect in keeping the commandments, and, and I'm learning every day. Uh, I just found out that I counted the Omer wrong. That's how you get to this holiday that's coming up. I, I, count, I was a day off because I wasn't using the moon. Or Look, guys, I'm not good at it either, but I'm trying. So if you have just been convinced and you realize the importance of keeping the commandments of the Moedim, please reach out to me. Uh, you can find us, uh, email at us at theartofbeing at gmail.com. But in the word being... Where the E is, make that a three. So that's the art of the letter B, the number three, I-N-G, at gmail.com. Or hit us up on Facebook, at The Art Being, and uh, message us and, and let us know. And, and we would love to reach out to you and learn together and grow together in the commandments of the Lord. And uh, we can help you through this. We can help you make an easier transition because uh, we did. We had someone with us that kind of helped us. Here's when the Moedim's happening. Here's when you're supposed to show up. This is what you're supposed to bring. And, and we had someone kind of coach us along. And it says, go and make disciples of all nations, right? So we would love to disciple you as much as we can with the limited knowledge that we have here at The Art of Being and, and grow with you. So please reach out. And uh, if you think I'm off base, reach out too. I, I love when people send me hate mail. I love six-page uh, documents telling me why I don't have to keep the law. It's great. It, it, not only is it for a, a good laugh for me, but it, it teaches me because I have to study to find out why I'm right, and I get deeper and deeper into this thing. So if you hate me, let me know. If you love me, let me know. Either way, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you for stopping by, and please, 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 please start keeping the Moedim. Start keeping the High Holy Days. It, it points to the Messiah. Paul tells us these are, these things are a shadow, it says, of our Messiah. So what would you rather your holidays be? A shadow of bunnies and fake men with beards who break into houses and leave uh, gifts under a tree that teach kids that the way to be happy is through materialistic things being handed to you in the morning? Or a holiday that points toward the Messiah, his reign, his coming, his birth, his death, his resurrection? What would you rather your holidays point to? Hmm? I think that's an easy no-brainer. So please look into keeping the Moedim, and please, please start keeping the commandments that are found in the Torah, not because you need them to be saved, but because you need them so that you are not fooled by the lawless one to come. I love you guys. I look forward to talking to you, and I guess we'll see you next time. Bye.